are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 3 Plus 1 Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome today's special guest, Kayla Hurt, the CEO of Elegant. She is back with some great announcements, some big things that she is going to share with us. We could not have this big week of celebrating her birthday go by without having her join us on the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to us wanting to shout out two amazing podcasts that had two great episodes released if you haven't already heard them. The Blacksolutely podcast based right here in Atlanta has a phenomenal new episode. So once you listen to this, go ahead and check out Blacksolutely and also check out the latest episode of the Carefree Black Nerd. Great podcast, two awesome opportunities to listen and to engage. Kayla, welcome to the show. Welcome back, back. Right. So, Kayla, you know, in our, our last time with you, we learned about your work as an event planner and all the things that you do in that realm of providing this amazing service. On Saturday, you're going to have an event all on your, of your own that you're sponsoring. Tell us a little bit about this great event. So, the event is called a Seat at the Table with Elegance. It was inspired when Solange dropped her CD called Seat at the Table. Um, I did a trial run Back in November of 2016, I funded the whole thing by myself. I brought out about 15 of my closest friends who are entrepreneurs and who I know wanted to start a business or doing entrepreneurial things already. And we all just sat down and had a conversation amongst um, ourselves as elites. And we talked about different things in the culture. So whether it was music, books, politics, all of that, we just had an amazing um, <clears throat> excuse me, conversation. So this time, I wanted to bring it back because I had been promising people I was going to bring it back and I just kept delaying just because of certain reasons. But I wanted to bring it back to celebrate not only my five year, but I turned 26 tomorrow. So I just wanted to collab um, the two together. Woo woo, shout out to all of our Taurus, uh, Taurus, Taurians in the house. <laughs> So, um, basically, we are bringing back the event with a different spin on it. So, this go-round is going to be a series of A Seat at the Table with Elegance, but each one will be in a different place. So, for this one, it's going to be in a photography studio. So, it's A Seat at the Table with Elegance, but this edition is called Picture This. Um, I have hired a chef. Shout out to Chef Simone. She's up and coming, but she's amazing. Um, We have a three-course meal planned out. We have um, appetizers. We have um, cocktails that are all inspired by the Cinco de Mayo theme because I'm absolutely elated that people are choosing to spend their Cinco de Mayo with me, so I had to take care of them on that end. And we will not only be celebrating five years, but just um, celebrating the growth and seeing how far I've come along and what's up to come next. I want you guys to stay tuned for the next one. Didi and Tazzy will be my first guest on the list to be at the next seat at the table and I can't wait to see you guys. We should have had some seats reserved. Child boo! <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's, I mean, we really should have. You know, I'm going to just share with our listeners. So literally, I reached out to the CEO of Elegance on, I think it was Sunday or it may have been Saturday. And I was like, hey, I'm ready to get tickets for Tazzy and I. We were going to be there. And that's when you told us that there were no more seats at the table. <laughs> uh, and, we were just, and I'm very disappointed. I think, But I think that's a great thing. So you can't actually purchase a ticket now. 
But by following your Instagram, which is CEO of Elegance, Correct. people are then able to then get the updates. And so it's limited. It's a limited engagement. Correct. And we sold out really, really fast. Like a week of posting this, the tickets were already gone. You talk about Chef Simone. What is the best dish that you've had from Chef Simone? So I'm going to be honest. She's someone that I met at another event through a friend. Actually, by Tia. So you haven't had a taste no, test? No, I have had a taste test. Because if these tacos aren't good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There will be no tacos at the sea at the table. Oh! Maybe you said it was Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, and what is Cinco de Mayo without tacos? I love tacos. It's a taco. Anyway. Um, she came up with an amazing Spanish dish that um is compiled with some... Paella. No, mea. It is. It does have rice. <laughs> it's rice, okay. cabbage, peppers, and a shredded chicken with an amazing um salsa sauce. And she, um, she actually packaged it up for me, dropped it off to my job so that I could taste it. I gave her my opinion, and we're good to go. And you're good to go. So that does sound exciting. So maybe you know Ain't you no can scoop up a few see. leftovers for us. Um, I so shall see what I can do. <laughs> you you brought up about Cinco de Mayo. Is Cinco de Mayo, especially for you young millennials, is that a big the holiday that you guys really celebrate, Cinco de Mayo? It's the reason to get drunk. That's it. That's it. Have a party. <laughs> that is it. Cinco de Mayo ain't nothing but drinking and tacos and acting the food. Wait a minute. Cinco de Mayo is nothing but what? Drinking, tacos, acting the food. I don't do the taco portion, but the margaritas are lit. Oof. Always. I don't. I've, I've, I had. I don't drink you don't. margaritas. Oh, okay. What do you drink, Diddy? Not margaritas. I'm glad he clarified. <laughs> he tried to drink. He said, I don't Not drink margaritas. margaritas. I drink water. Water, holy water, anointed by the Lord. I mean, the liquor you do drink is clear, but I don't know if it's water. I don't drink clear liquor either. Or it's only. horrible. <laughs> this is horrible what, what you're saying and accusing me. Who God don't uh, like ugly? We were just at church. But however, if there is any liquor providers or sponsors or sellers of liquor out there who would like to sponsor an episode of 3 Plus 1 Podcast, we are in need of sponsors so that we can enhance our equipment and enhance what we're doing, providing this service to you, our listeners. So, Kayla... You're you talk about some other events that are gonna up that coming up, like other seats at the table. And I'm assuming that these will involve conversations as well. What are the hot topics that you're going to discuss in the part one of this series? Um, so definitely need to bring Kanye to the front for it. Um I just feel like he's acting a fool. I know we're gonna talk about him a little later. We don't get to Kanye, but this you know, you know Woo! what? You can bring Kanye right up <laughs> to the table. We can do some jumping around. We ain't having no seat at my table. We definitely gonna chop him up at the table. You're not gonna let Kanye come to have a seat at the table. Why not? No, because he's acting foolish and the things that are coming out of his mouth are disgraceful. That ain't elegant stamp at all. Actually. We don't deal with coons. Come from the wise Kanye being termed a coon. Kanye. Child almost choked. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye. Choked on a sour twizzle. I did because I'm like, Kanye West has disappointed all of us. Honestly. He's canceled. He's canceled, but I'm I'm just, I hate that he is disappointing me so much. And just if people in general. Like, I was riding with Kanye for College Dropout. That's one of my favorite albums. I actually own it on vinyl right now. Mm-hmm. Because he's just so, he was a musical genius. I mean, he probably still is a musical genius. But now he's coming out with all of these, like, the the talking about slavery was basically an option and that basically black people should have just went up to their masters and been like, hey, I'm going to opt out of this contract, see you later, and walk away. Like, that's not how life works. He said that? Not no, like that. He said oh. that. Now, so we're going to go ahead and let's take a moment to actually play the recording of what Kanye said just today on TMZ. Okay. What happened last week with the Great Amer- uh, Make, America Make America Great Again hat? What are you trying to do with the message you're sending? 
Well, it was really just my subconscious. It was a feeling I had, you know, like people were taught how to think. We're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't know how to feel for ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. And uh, I felt a freedom in, first of all, just doing something that everybody tells you not to do. I just love Trump. That's my boy. Like, uh, you know, it's like so many rappers. You look at a video of Snoop Dogg loving Trump, but then he get in the office and I don't love him. Like, Trump is one of rap's favorite people, no, right? But we, we, we talk about <laughs> yeah. this, that before he was yeah. elected president, people yeah. in hip-hop, they, it, was, it was an in thing to put Donald Trump yeah. in your rhyme somewhere. Yeah. And by the way, right. I am in hip-hop, but I'm not just in hip-hop. I'm a black person, a black community, but I'm not just that. I feel like one thing is people try to minimize me to artists, hip-hop, uh, black community. Yeah, I'm always going to represent that, but I also represent the world. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're, we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes too too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race, blacks and whites being one race, uh, that we're one, we're, we're the human race. Do you feel that I'm feeling, do, do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? So Kayla, this was your first time hearing these words from Kanye. What, what do you think? I think now that I'm hearing it, um, I feel like I see where he could be going with this. However, his choice of words are terrible. Um, I feel like any of us, <clears throat> I feel like any of us today can say, oh, well, we wouldn't have did this X, Y, and Z with slavery. Because I do it all the time. Like, I'm never going back. They're going to have to kill me. We're going to be fighting. But I don't think until you know, until you're put in that position, you don't know what you're going to do. So I feel like for him to just say all of our ancestors chose to do that, I felt like that was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's it's some of the, the most asinine comments I've heard yeah. in a long time. Yeah. I honestly thought that Kanye West was making these comments, wearing the Make America Great Hat Again, that he was doing this, posing with... You know, uh, white nationalists holding up the white power sign. I thought he was doing all of those things in an effort to get publicity for his next album or his mm-hmm. next video. I know they released it, I think, today. We and um, T.I.P. are going back and forth. Like, it's a rap back and forth between Love the two it. of them with T.I. <clears throat> I thought it was publicity, but when I watched this video of him on TMZ, I'm thinking that Kanye West genuinely has mental illness. He's gone. I think it's mental illness. I think that he may have always suffered from it. I think that it is an unfortunate curse for some people who are extremely gifted and talented at times. And I really think that he has mental illness. He he looks disheveled. Uh, he's making no coherent sense. He's saying stuff that makes no sense. Maybe these are beliefs that he has or beliefs that he's held or ideas that he has. But he is not able to coherently put them together yeah, to share them. So either he is on drugs, he's either on some heavy psychotropics, or he truly is having an episode that needs to be checked. Y'all, please run, run this, this episode back. Go listen to this interview again. Kanye West doesn't even sound like Kanye West anymore. I don't know who this person <laughs> is that's talking in this interview. It it's not him. He don't even sound like he's from Chicago. He don't even sound like the original Kanye. He, I don't know who this is. He is so far gone. It's insane. Like, 
the Kanye West that got on TV and said George Bush doesn't like or care about black people is not the same Kanye West that's sitting down doing this. Yes, make that Kanye great again because this Kanye is a disgrace. Our ancestors are disappointed. How Wrong dare you? Great. How dare you say? <laughs> <laughs> we chose to be out there. You the ch- chose what? to be slept. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I feel so disrespected on behalf of them because it's like, you as a black man, you used to be so pro-black. Like, his music used to be about, pre- you know what I mean? When he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl and you did the same thing. Sheesh. All types of mess. Like, I don't understand what happened to Kanye West. I don't know if Kanye's West music was ever a pro-black message. I think at the time that Kanye West was dropping music in, you know, 2002 to 2000. Never said it was pro-black, but it was never anti-black. I don't think there was anything really out there at that time that was getting significant airplay that really spoke to the issues that were affecting the African-American, affecting the black, black and brown people of color, period. Music that was popular at that time frame was very light mm-hmm. in the messaging, and it was really very driven by commercialism and, and, and you know this lifestyle that they were selling in the hip hop and rap community. Now music is evolving, uh, and I think some artists like Most Def and uh, Common, correct people that were then not as mainstream would probably be way more mainstream now. Uh, but I definitely don't think Kanye West ever represented that. I think that Kanye West, the same Kanye West that said George Bush hates black people, is probably the same Kanye West that's saying that we have a right to vet support. And like Donald Trump, he's always been someone who's going to court controversy. And I'm not, I don't mind that. But what I do mind is you standing on a national stage at a time when people of color are under attack by the president and the government in this country and not recognizing that and not giving any account of that. In the exact same week that President Trump came out and sent out tweets in support of what Kanye did, you had four African-Americans killed in Tennessee in a Waffle House mm-hmm. with no, nothing. no national attention, no outcry, no, not one word of condolence. That, to me, is an absolute affront saying that those black lives most certainly don't do not matter. matter. And the fact that you don't have an outcry from the entire nation behind that is very concerning. But you're going to continue to be concerned when people like Kanye jump to the forefront to get publicity and wear a Make America Great Again hat. And that got more news coverage than the fact that these four individuals lost their lives to a terrorist. Because it's a public figure black man going out here talking about Make America Great Again. That's, that's all, They're using him as a puppet. And what Didi, before Didi cut off the clip, you'll hear at the end of the clip where a black man that works for TMZ address Kanye West and let him know I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in what you're talking about. Yes, you live in basically this bubble of wealth and you're outside of this realm that the rest of us as black people live in where we have to deal with these everyday things of black men getting shot in the street and black people dying and nobody addressing it. So Kanye West can't speak for the black community. You're not a part of the masses at this point. And he addressed that. He was like, I'm disappointed in you and the things that you're saying. So go check out the rest of that interview so y'all can see that. Um, and it's on TMZ. Yes. Kanye, riddle me this. If you or your son get in trouble with the law by any chance, will Trump come and save you? Not happening. Quite elegance when you get the answer to that, okay? Okay. He said, Donald Trump, my boy. So. But you ain't his boy. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, he, he is. is. 
And he the exact boy I'm with. Sean, Sean is playing him. I himself. agree with Kanye West. That's a good guy. He wants the next black thing to be on his team, so he's going to promote that as much as possible because nobody has been fooling with him after all his shenanigans. So you had an immediate response from Chance the Rapper who has done a lot uh, in the Chicago and black community Mm -hmm. where he came out and said that black people don't have to be Democrats. And he stood up for Kanye's right to support a Republican president. Ladies, what were your thoughts on that? Um, He took that back real quick. No, he took it back. When Donald Trump endorsed Kanye and tagged Chance in the tweet like, and Chance is a good guy too or some shit. Then Chance started to talk about, my name is Bennett and I ain't in it. And that's not what I meant. Like, he tried to retract like his, his last statement. name really is Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> I would so, say that I, I'm not going to say that I'm opposed to black people being Republican, but Kanye is just taking it too far. Like, there, we don't have to go with every single thing. I will agree with, like, if we disagree with something just because we're black doesn't mean that we can't be a Republican. That doesn't mean that we align with all of Trump's decisions. You just may have a different outlook on certain things of politics. But Kanye is going a bit too far. Like He's not standing. It's not even about standing up for black or white. I just think it's for standing up for what's right. Like I don't, I don't want to get that misconstrued. It's about standing up for what's right. And right now, us as blacks are not being treated right or fairly. So that's what you need to be People of color in the country, period, are not being this treated fairly. It's not just black people. It's brown people, too, who are being marginalized and attacked and targeted as well. And I think that's an important part because it's going to take all of us if we're going to turn the tide in this country away from a racist, white nationalist agenda. I, you, so... so for either of you, both of you really, would you ever become a Republican? Are there any tenets of the Republican Party that appeal to your sensibilities as millennial women? I don't feel like I am. I'm not one of those people that's like, I am a part of a certain political party. I vote yeah. with whoever aligns with my beliefs and yeah. Period. Period. Like I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm not I'm not labeling myself with any political party. At the end of the day, when it's time for me to vote, I'm voting for who aligns with what I believe and what I think would be best for the future. The That's it. The greater good of everyone. That's it. <laughs> what is matter. the most relevant political issue for each of you? Like what issue means the most to you? Gun control. Gun control is pretty high up there, but I, I also need free education as well because I do plan to have kids and I don't want to be $500,000 in debt trying to put them through college. I just want them to tap into Sally May and just plug this in that no, You know what? I take all of that back. Gun control is up there. Health care needs to be universal. It's no reason why health insurance should be so expensive. Like, oh my God, I turned 26 and was off my parents' insurance. <laughs> And that slapped me in the face. I went a year without having health insurance because I could not afford it. That's a problem. There are so many people out there that cannot afford health insurance and because it's so expensive and it's so insane. It really should be universal, free. Everybody should get it. I that Yeah, that's my number one issue right now. Like... Uh, that one year of not being able to go see any doctors because I could not afford to pay out of pocket and I couldn't afford for insurance mm-hmm. was scary as fuck. Like, you know, let's be safe. Let's not do anything too crazy. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going to happen. You're just trying to stay prayed up. Prayer goes a long way, but at the same time, I still want some insurance. Well, due to President Obama and the Democratic Party, we have universal health care. You know, that, that was passed, Universal Health Care Act. So that did come from... A Democratic president and a Democratic leadership at a, at at the still time. still cost three hundred dollars a month though. It can't be free, but it's insane. I'm gonna say that once 
it was taken out of my check. I was like, <clears throat> do I really need this? All that Listen. Money? Just stay in the house mm-hmm. and stay safe. Just sit down and say that. You know, I think that it's just, it's a part of it, right? Like, I think the key is to not even look at having that cost. You know, it comes out after the fact. Um, has there ever been a Republican that you feel that you can, that you support, or you feel good about? Like, this person is a Republican, but I really value their sensibilities and I really think that they care about me. Uh, not that, not I, that I can recall. <laughs> no, it's enough for me. Okay. Okay. So that's very interesting. Um, you know, I actually am a true blue car carrying member of the Democratic Party, and I cannot foresee that changing. There are no, there's so many issues that, again, completely appeal to my sensibilities as a human being and my rights as a human being, my beliefs as an advocate that I can't see myself not being ever affiliated with the Democratic Party unless there's a massive shift that happens between the two parties. I'm extremely disappointed, however, in the Republican Party. I feel that you have a right and a need to have two, a two party system, and they have this disappointed the American people and the people that truly support and they that party um, at every turn. This hasn't gone by unnoticed. It has been noticed by a number of people, including Michelle Wolf, who this past weekend really set off a furor, according to Michael Garenbaum of the New York Times, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, the panacotta had been served and the First Amendment duly celebrated by the time comedian Michelle Wolf took the stage on Saturday at the White House Correspondence Association dinner. What followed was a roast that took unflinching aim at some of the notables in the room and quickly opened a divide, largely but not entirely among partisan lines, over the limits of comedy and comedy under a president who rarely hesitates to attack the press. Ms. Wolf describes Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House press secretary, as an Uncle Tom, but for <laughs> white women who disappoint other white women. And took a shot at her smoky eye makeup, saying that it was made from the ashes of burnt facts. She called Ivanka Trump. <laughs> she went in. She <laughs> called Ivanka Trump as helpful to women as an empty box of tampons. She oh. labeled Kellyanne Conway, the president's counselor, and Invert and I'm sorry, an absolute liar and acts. If a tree falls in the woods, how do we get Kellyan under that tree? <laughs> so, ladies, it was the, the clips are viral. You can definitely Google and search the clips. What are your thoughts about this? Because it's actually caused a lot of controversy in that President Trump immediately attacked her and is demanding a uh, an apology. A number of people are saying that she went too far in her comments and that she was attacking women. Hilarious. Um. Yeah, it was quite comical. Donald Trump doesn't understand that you have to give respect to get it. So you can go around acting a fool and a clown along with the people in your party, but now you want an apology. No, where's our apology? Mm-hmm. You... You have to give respect to get it. Treat people how you want to be treated. Listen, good comedy is based off of facts that you just make humorous. And that was hilarious. All she did was drop facts and make them it's humorous. Funny. It's the truth. Abanka, nah, you don't do shit. Uh, Kellyanne, lay up under that tree. And Sarah Huckabee, baby, you already know. But, you know, do you guys like her eye makeup? I don't look at the woman. First of all, she's the same age as Beyonce, but looks twice her age. Jesus. Ch- child, you don't need... Do you even put on makeup? Does she wear... I didn't even know she wore makeup. Yeah. Looking rough. Hit. Bust. <laughs> but, you know, I... It, but she has a hard job. I, 
You know, I, I love to, you know, watch the uh, press briefings and updates from Kelly, I mean, from Sarah uh, Sanders after, you know, when I'm actually like in the gym, I'm on a treadmill, and I always go back to look at it. She has a really hard job. And it's really, really tough to sometimes take the responses of the president, things that he's done, things that have happened, and portray that to a press that sits there every day ready to go for her. You know, I think that probably takes a toll on her. Do you not feel any empathy for this woman? Didn't that not no. at all? <laughs> next, <laughs> what kind? Of, who's next on the docket? Let's go. So, but as we look at who's next on the docket, do you guys feel that Michelle Wolf should apologize? No, no, nope. no, no. So, what's next on the docket is actually something that's in the docket: the Cosby conviction. Ooh. And it's sad. So, really briefly, just a you know, for those who may not know. In a joint statement on Monday, the jurors who voted to convict Bill Cosby of sexual assault last week said that they believed his accuser's account and were persuaded of his guilt by the facts, not the momentum of social change captured in the hashtag MeToo movement. Not once were race or the hashtag MeToo movement ever discussed, nor did either factor into our decision, as implied in various media outlets of jurors whose names have not been released, said in the statement. This comes from Graham Boley and Matt ha- Matthew Hagg. Uh, in an article that they wrote. Ladies, what were your thoughts on Bill Cosby's conviction? Lock him up. <gasps> so, Kelly, you don't agree? So, I called on this a little late, and by the time I got wind of it, like, the whole... I have been terrible on social media this week. This has been going on for years. What did you I mean, it about? has been, but, like, the final... <laughs> <laughs> the final verdict was like, dang, they really caught Bill. Now, by no means necessary do I think that he should be getting away with anything that he's doing. But I have to bring up T.I. He made a very good point. If we're going to lock up Bill Cosby, then why is Carolyn Bryant Donham not going to jail for her false allegations against Emmett Till? This goes back to our unjustness in our Sis, we can talk about that, but that's two different damn things. Like, that has to do with being black and that's unjust. This man was raping people, multiple people. Put him in the damn jail. It doesn't make one better than the other. Like, put him in jail. Put him in jail. Put her in jail. Everybody go to jail. You're not going to say, we can't lock a bill without locking up her. Lock his ass up. Lock her ass up. Bill was like my daddy. Oh, I got a problem with that. Baby, listen. (laughs) How you, how how are y'all on social media talking about Bill Cosby is the only dad that I knew. <laughs> Bill Cosby was on TV for 30 minutes once a week. That's a terrible daddy. You might need to work on that. You might need to go to some therapy, get some counseling. Not a literal dad, but if a that's dad your only figure daddy figure. You looked up to to be like, dang, I wouldn't mind my husband being like Bill Cosby. On TV, 30 minutes well, once he's a clear. week. Apparently not Bill Cosby. We're talking about right, But I think, you know, I think that you guys both <laughs> represent a really great divide uh, on this issue. A number of people on social media have posted where you have Harvey Weinstein, you have Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey, you have a number of people, Donald Trump, who have been accused of very harsh allegations and very harsh things, uh, crimes against women, yet they have not faced any indictment or any criminal mm-hmm. charges or any criminality, whereas Bill Cosby has actually gone to trial and been found guilty at a very old age and they're saying that if you're not going to give justice against these white men why are you going to seek justice against bill cosby who ain't got but like two years left we prayed the blood over his life and we hope that he may have longer than two years i mean i hope so but we have gone to jail at this point like 
Might as well die, huh? I feel like eventually <laughs> she ain't easy. That's basically what Kayla just said. So hard, Felicia Rashad <laughs> made a statement saying that she feels like they are trying to tarnish his legacy, which they've already done a great job of. He but what I will say, own. what it's, I will say is, I feel like for somebody to have worked that close with him, still stand by him the way that she is, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just not here for it. I'm sorry, I just. You think that this is a targeted smear campaign? I'm not going to say that Bill Cosby is absolutely 100% this big old saint that we saw on TV. But what I will say, I truly believe that if you have somebody that has worked close to you this long, Felicia Rashad has nothing to lose. I feel like I I would, I trust her judgment. If she's okay with Bill and um the allegations being made and she feels like they're coming for him, I stand with Felicia. I'm sorry. Soror Felicia. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear you. But at the same time, you were not one of the victims of sexual assault, rape, or anything that could have come at the hand of... I gave you your 10 seconds, right? I did give you 10 seconds, right? Okay. You you weren't there. You can't speak on that. You can't say, well, you know what? When I dealt with him, he wasn't like that. That's fine. You know how many men are out here raping, abusing, and treating women terribly? And then another woman that knows him says, well, that never happened to me, so I don't believe it. Do not try to diminish anybody's allegations or experience or trauma because, oh, I worked with him for years. I just don't see him doing that. Mm -hmm. Men do that shit all the time and fake it in front of other women that they know. So, no, that's not a valid excuse. Have you seen a man that has been accused of something like this? And a woman come back and be like, oh, no, I never seen him act like this. Plenty. Let me tell you something. I don't. I, I was in. Coming at me like, no, hey, they I did, don't. I did get a hint of it. I can understand why. They like, don't. These hoes be. Listen. Let's, let, honestly, y'all. Everybody, a lot of you that know me know I was in a very, you know, abusive, traumatic, toxic relationship. When I came out and told people all this shit this man had done and X, Y, and Z, there were plenty of women like, I would have never. He was never like that with me. This never happened to me. Uh, he's not that type of guy. So, yes, I can understand. There are going to be women like Felicia that say, I don't see that side. But there are also going to be women like me that saw that side and know that shit goes down. So, no, so I'm not with that. That's convicted bill of putting drink, appealing them ladies' drinks and then raping them. That's what the conviction is all. It's multiple counts of stuff. It's, it's basically, you know, there seems to be that's an ongoing pattern of behavior that he did a long time ago. Tazzy, do you think that the length of time that has passed since the, the uh, actual crime happened should have made a factor? Like, you know, in terms of like yes. many women came out against Bill or they made accusations, they even settled you know, the situations out of court for it to now come back up. Did he? Is that just, I'm asking you. I'm asking, I listen, this is how I'm going to put it. Bill Cosby, say Bill Cosby raped your grandma 30 years ago. <laughs> Since it's been 30 years, it's okay for him not to go to jail? Or do you still want him to go to jail for raping your grandma 30 years ago? Sheesh. <laughs> tell it. Tell it. No, I'm not. Answer. No, no, I'm saying. Honestly, answer that. Answer that. Opinion, but, but answer that. 30 years ago, your grandmother was raped by Bill Cosby. 
Since it's been 30 years, is it okay for him not to go to jail? Or do you still want him to go to jail for raping your grandmother 30 years I ago? I really want to say that the situation is extremely complicated. For yes or no? Just that. answer that question. Then I would have liked for my grandmother to have faced these issues earlier. But that's not have allowed 30 years. You can't do that. That's what I would have wanted. You can't say that. So giving you the courage 30 years later that I'll... And it's complicated. It doesn't matter. You, if you have not gone through trauma, you do not know how hard it is for somebody to say, let me talk about this situation. A lot of women feel guilt and they feel bad. They feel like it was their fault that these things no, happened. So you can't you, just say, bitch, you ran out of time. Why you wait so late? <laughs> it don't matter. I don't give a damn if somebody said, I'm, I'm telling you somebody raped me a day, one day after it happened or 30 years later. That man is still wrong and he still needs to go to jail. It does not matter. It's for the crime. It does not matter. I can't believe people are putting time on it. No, it I'm, not, not, I'm, I'm not putting time. time. I'm not putting time. On to the things that people are. It does not matter. matter. I'm not saying you should not get away with it. You did it 30 years ago. No, no, you I'm did not it 50 years ago. He go to jail. I'm not saying that Bill Cosby should not be penalized and pay for what he's done. It's wrong. But in the exact same way that Bill Cosby should pay for it, so should Everybody every else. other person. I agree. Out there who's been accused of these things who have not. I agree. Who have not. So, and I'm not gonna say I don't want Bill to be penalized. Let me clear it up. I, I do feel like he needs to have repercussions for his actions. But is jail the best way to do it? Like Didi said, with all these other people being out here striving and probably still doing what it is that they doing. So even if Bill was doing this a 30 plus years ago, is that the man that Bill still is versus the Harvey Weinstein's and the Donald Trump that are still out here getting how they live and they still wandering free? So maybe there's a different way to go about it with him being 83 years old. Like, I mean, damn. I don't care if you're 83 years old. When you were 33 and you did that, you knew it was wrong. Now that it caught up to you, it does not matter how old I you feel, are. I you're going to pay for those crimes that you did. I feel it ain't no age limit on it. For any woman right. that has right. gone through that, I do feel like I wish that those women had the courage a little earlier because it does look a little sketch that 30 plus years now is all of a sudden when you want to bring it up. Not saying that there should be a time limit, but I do think that women who have gone through that, I do, my heart goes out to you, but I want you to find the strength and the courage to come for a little sooner so that, A, you can deal with your wounds, not even just for, for them to be convicted of whatever it is, but you have to deal with your own wounds. You've been carrying all of that weight, all that hurt and all that pain for this long and now you're just now getting to live your real life because you're just now deciding that you want to. But it's not surprising that they waited so long. Bill Cosby was a very powerful man in the entertainment industry. Imagine trying to be an unknown woman coming out against this powerful ass man years and years ago. That's probably an extreme fear on top of already having to deal with that situation. People aren't going to believe you. They're going to slander your name. They're going to think you're lying. You have so many different factors. Send his ass to jail. 55, 75, 95. Take your raping ass to jail. And in all honesty, and I was really just trying to play devil's advocate, the reality is that what, you know, Bill Cosby accused of drugging and raping women isn't the same as sexual harassment, which is, you know, what I think our president uh, has been charged with. Uh, but also allegations have been made not only against, of course, Bill Cosby, who, is been, who has been convicted, but also R. Kelly. Uh, according to Christian, why are you laughing, <laughs> Kayla? Why are you laughing? Because R. Kelly is disgusting, and so, I just don't understand why it's taking us this long. Le- leaders of the Times Up movement announced Monday a call to boycott and mute R&B superstar R. Kelly 
in response to the bevy of accusations against him. The scars of history make certain that we are not interested in persecuting anyone without just cause, leaders of the movement wrote in a statement posted on Instagram and The Root. With that said, we demand appropriate investigations and inquiries into the allegations of R. Kelly's abuse made by women of color and their families for over two decades now. And we declare, with great vigilance and a united voice to anyone who wants to silence us, their time is up. According to uh, Hollow's article, Kelly has faced allegations of sexual assault and scandals for years. In 1994, Kelly, then 27-years-old, illegally married a singer and protege, Aaliyah, at the time 15, mm. and produced her debut album titled Age Ain't, Ain't Nothing, Nothing But, but a, a Number. number. The marriage was Oof. later annulled after she admitted to lying about her age. In 2002, Kelly was indicted on 21 counts of child pornography after, after, after the Chicago Sun-Times received a video allegedly showing Kelly having sex with an underage girl and urinating on her. Kelly was acquitted of all charges, but he found himself... Oh, my God. Can we be mature? I'm sorry. In the words of Jess with the mess, finally, finally, finally! Yo, R. Kelly been pissing on women for years, and y'all just now decided to get him out the pain. You know what the problem is? Our aunties don't know how to let him go. Exactly. Them hoes be at the concert throwing panties and shit. that we have not let go of it's cause your favorite auntie be at all his shows telling but him if it wasn't our favorite auntie we'd have R. Kelly wait long R. Kelly would have been, been gone so as Diddy was explaining the story I'm like why are these um, R. Kelly's acting so surprised that all these people are going against him now but it makes sense because y'all been going along with him this dang on long that now he confused as to why y'all all of a sudden got a problem with it. Y'all, y'all been knowing that man was cutting the dad. He was acting crazy. Cr- I remember in high school when the video leaked of him pissing on that girl. It was everywhere. And we, in the interview of him, we all saw it. Um, I didn't see something it. about teenagers. I didn't see it. He only liked to date teens or something like that. Some, something crazy. Something and, real. You know, can we use a better term than you know? He was urinating or he was pissing, pissing on that girl. girl. And everybody saw the video. I remember being there with my friend Amber. Hey, Am. Am's house. And we watched it. Yes, Amber Clinton. She pulled it up. We watched it. He pissed on that girl. Like, it was just like a real... She sat there and just got pissed I don't understand how he got married to Drea and she just lived her life. Didn't they interview his daughter on um, The Shade Room? I seen that video. The daughter said she was shocked like she don't know nothing. Poor baby. I'm sorry. No, she don't. I didn't know he had a daughter. Me neither. And maybe we should have kept it that way because the poor baby girl is just going to be in shambles. Now. Ooh. It is. It is. I don't even know what to say. Um, disgusting. It's disgusting. That's what we need to say. That's all. Ooh. Um. So, do you think that it is appropriate for the for R. Kelly to be finally muted and to face possible charges for his allegations? I mean, yes. it even goes beyond yes. the water sports video that you perhaps <laughs> somehow witnessed I see what you or did, saw. <laughs> But, you know, I think there were recent allegations that he had a brothel here in Atlanta where he was training women to be um, some type of, I don't want to say, yeah, submissives for his pleasure. So, you know, with that being said, do you think that it's time for R. Kelly to face up to? It's been time. What should happen? What should be the penalty? He need to be in the cell next to Bill. Let's go. Bill, R. Kelly and Bill, you link up. Right? So you're saying we should put R. Kelly and Bill side by side. Side by side. But what about Black China? 
So let's talk about it. Black China has now it's been announced that she is pregnant by her 18-year-old boyfriend. Black China is 29. Black China is pregnant with her 18-year-old rapper boyfriend. YBN Almighty J's baby, a source tells, uh, reported to page six. I think this is from TMZ. Jay says the pair met on Christian Mingle in an interview with No Jumper. Christian? What? According to this rapper known as YB Almighty Jay. He said they met at Christian Mingle uh, and that, you know, they he wants a baby. He says that anyone he copulates or Shot the Club, but Lord. Anyone that he copulates. He says he only has raw sex. Anyone that he engages in intercourse with, he would. It says that he is more he than willing to accept a child with that person. China twenty nine has a child from a previous relationship with the rapper Tiger. 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 Wow, showing your age. And Tiger. Tiger. Well, I just went Tiger, by what Tiger. it. I'm just going by what it reads. T Y G A is Tiger. Uh, Tiger. I know Tiger, Tiger, T-I-G-E-R, but, uh, and she just gave birth to daughter Dream with Rob Kardashian in November 2016. She, she was on the roll, but then she went to this little boy. What are your thoughts on, on this about Black China? I looked it down and was like, oh, this is a publicity stuff. This is true. But now that you guys have confirmed that, I really like, didn't think, I didn't, I didn't stomach. think it was true at all. I didn't think that this was a real relationship. That too. Mental illness. <laughs> Keisha Cole to bring up young I think Keisha Cole is dating somebody who was born in 95 Keisha like 40 exactly and I'm very disappointed the little boy be on the, the um Instagram playing with his son on the video games be in the car taking all kind of videos flexing that ain't just car I need, <laughs> I need to Listen, call Keisha Black Child has a mental illness honestly her mental capacity probably is on the same level as an 18 year old so they're probably very, very, very compatible. They're what evidence do we have of Black China's mental capacity? We have no evidence. The fact that she's a baby by Tiger, the fact that she keeps getting that horrible plastic, plastic surgery. She had a baby by Rob, too. Anybody dealing Could with she? that family has a mental illness. Ugh. Which leads um, us back to yay. Yes. Like, back to the start of today's yes, podcast. Yes, yay. Mental illness. That family got some a curse of, of, of them. I, Black China is very insecure, and that silicone and that body is going to have brain. That body is disgusting. Point. It is. Disgusting. We, that bathing suit. Ooh. Oh, my God. That bathing suit picture was this trash. Woo! <laughs> what bathing suit picture? <laughs> there don't, was a picture. Don't give yourself nothing. That went viral on, on social media of Black China <laughs> standing up, posing in this bathing suit, and you can tell like just how nasty. fake her and terrible her proportions were based off of all this surgery she's had. It's so sad. It's, it's like cellular. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's not so. Cute at all. It was disgusting. So, do you think though that the people that, that reaction of he people is. that like what you guys are saying with her body makes her insecure and makes her feel as though she needs to have all this surgery? Yeah, she's she's. De- but look at her mama. Tokyo, the apple didn't fall. The apple didn't even fall from the tree. It's it really did because Tokyo whole food hot mess. Yeah, Tokyo's a fool. China. I've never. Well, I've never seen. And she Tokyo. Uh, it's Tokyo Tony. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Tony is just a social media celebrity, right? Uh, is the, that what? That's the how mama you of see Black China, yeah. yeah. And she's just on social media, twerking and acting the fool. Yeah, she'll cut the fool every three weeks. 
So, Black Twitter blasts Barbie for Black Doll with Ratchet Hairstyle. Over the last several years, and this is from Najee Parker, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Brand new. This is a new doll from Mattel. Over the last several years, Mattel has become more diverse, creating Barbies of all shades and backgrounds. However, the unique hairstyle of one of its latest dolls has sparked a bit of a debate. Last week, weekend, Hulu premiered the documentary Tiny Shoulders Rethinking Barbie. To promote the project, the Barbie-style Instagram account posted a picture of three Barbie dolls sitting in front of a computer with the caption, Movie Night with My Girls, to watch the at Hulu premiere of the new at Barbie documentary Tiny Shoulders Rethinking Barbie. While the two white dolls had straight hair pulled back into a ponytail, the one black doll had dark colored cornrows on one side and curly blonde curls on the other side. Several on social media noticed a difference and commented on the black Barbie's look. Several said they were offended by the style and that it did not accurately represent African-American women. Do you feel that this response is warranted or do you feel that this Barbie represents the diversity in black women in their hairstyles? So, first of all, they got the times all wrong. <laughs> that hairstyle from the not not to the 2000s. If you're going to represent us, <laughs> represent us well. Um, and they downplaying our new growth. Everybody got new growth. Y'all don't have to put this out like that. It was cold rolls, wasn't it? But the other side was blonde. You know how when you blonde and your oh, roots yeah, side, that ain't okay. <laughs> Um, I listen, think, I don't think, you know what, I, I first I was offended when we first prepped this story, but now I'm like, it's some hood chicks out there that wanted, that they're not still wearing it like that though. You don't know how hood chicks wear it. Well, they have been hanging with the other two Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to get that With the bad lace fronts, the, the white Barbies with loud cuties, they lace fronts were terrible. You listen, get that scam money, girl. I would rather y'all have gotten some crochet braids, <laughs> Barbie, and we would have been good. What what would be the appropriate Barbie style? Some crochet braids. Bro, curly hair. Everybody wear natural hair braids. Shit. Something. Natural hair Barbie. Yeah, yeah, but not that. It was half blonde, half black. It was some That's mess, y'all. It was a mess. <laughs> wow. We really, we're going to post a picture on our Instagram so y'all can see. It was terrible. It was a terrible look. It's terrible. So, Mattel definitely missed the mark with that. Who didn't miss the, miss the mark uh, this past weekend was Avengers Infinity War. Scores the highest opening ever with a $250 million weekend. Wow. So, um... Thanos is well on his way to subjugating the universe, and he's definitely got the box office under his thumb. Disney and Marvel's superhero epic Avengers Infinity War is on track or has actually earned over $258 million in its opening weekend, beating The Force Awakens for the U.S. opening weekend record, um, which actually made over, uh, I think, 382, whereas this one has actually made a global tally of $640 million. Um, so, ladies, what do you think? Did either of you see Avengers Infinity War? I saw it Thursday, opening night. Opening night, you yes. went and saw it. I did. Shout out to my friend that took me. Appreciate oh, it. Who was it? None of your damn Drop business. Drop a name. I'm grown. Oh. Yes. Um, And I did watch, it was one of those movies that had us sitting in the seats at the end like, damn. Damn! Did this really just happen? Like it, it was, it was. Sad. What made what was so shocking? Because a lot of people are so. Not, don't give away, of course, the the major spoilers. But many people were posting and coming. <laughs> they were like in shock at the end of the of the movie. It's sh- at the end. It really is shocking. It'll have you sitting there like, did I just see what I just saw? Like, what does that mean? Or 
what just happened? There's obviously going to be a part two because it's no way it can just end like that. Like, it's hard to talk about it without giving spoilers. So we'll give y'all another week. Not You really don't deserve a week. You should have seen it already because I really wanted to pop off and talk about it. But whatever. What I will say is, <clears throat> on the urban side of things, I have cut my cable off. I now use the fire stick. So I don't even know, didn't even know this was going to come now. The only thing that... <laughs> when you don't see commercials. <laughs> the only point I knew this was even coming out because I listened to the Joe Button podcast and he was talking about Thanos like it was his best friend and I was like, who is it? I really don't... I really don't follow Marvel like that. It's one of those that somebody takes me to see it, okay, I'm cool, but I don't like follow it. But is it something that I need to see, guys? Yes. Okay, maybe I'll figure out who Thanos is. Maybe it's something... Uh, that you need to see. I actually have read the comic books. I actually have a. Didi is showing us in here live. Didi he has the, the freaking book of <laughs> the like, transcript. So yeah, wow. I, mean, I have. You know, I read comic books. So uh, I've been a comic book fan since I was ten years old, and I kind of. I'm pretty have you seen certain. The movie? Yes, I saw the movie on Saturday. I feel very I confident that I know exactly what's going to happen and where it's going to go. I felt like it was a really smart move on Marvel's part. I think everyone knows that they're getting ready to, after 10 years in the Avengers series, uh, Avengers movie having started with Iron Man 10 years ago in 2008, I think everyone kind of knows that they're getting ready to retire some of the actors and people that have really made the franchise famous, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think that they're going to move forward from the Hemsworth with Thor. They're moving forward to make room for a whole new generation of Marvel heroes. And in order to do that, you have to go out really big. And I think what was really clever is that you thought certain characters are going to die at the end of this Ooh. film and the people that you thought were going to die are not the ones who died but I think what you're going to see in the next film is that those people will have to then die to save the universe as a whole so you're going to be I think getting the people you thought were going to die really will die they just haven't died yet so is Thanos a good guy or a bad guy? He's a conflicted character. He okay. is really a bad guy, but he's doing a bad thing with supposedly a good purpose. There we go. Oh, like so Kanye that's kind of right. Like Kanye Trump is. Yeah, he oh. definitely believes that he's doing the right thing. And if you look at it on a large scale, you may agree to a certain extent that maybe he really is for the long term doing a good thing. Now, is it something I need to like look up on before I go see No, you just go and see well, it. Well, one movie you might need is you might need to see Guardian of the Galaxies 2 first because I know a lot of people were on their on Instagram or, or Twitter and social media like I didn't know that relationship between him and the daughter or whatever, but they talk about it in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That all sounds very foreign to me, but okay. I will try to. You don't really have to see a whole lot of it. Uh, I think I think it was I think it would be fine. I don't uh-huh. think there was anything uh, shocking. I really feel like what I really want to see more of in the future Avenger movies, if anyone's watching, they really do a really bad job Listening. of highlighting Scar- the Scarlet Witch's power. And I don't even know if they even use her name in the movie Wanda but her you know character named Scarlet which she is actually the most powerful figure in all of Marvel comics and they she has more power than ever and I don't understand why they don't really highlight that and bring that out in the movie more listen she handled that man and Thanos reversed it and had everybody shook they she did shook. but she <laughs> but she had the ability to, to end all of it before we even got there they just haven't brought that to the forefront uh, I mean, literally, she's going to have children with a robot. She has that much power to create <laughs> life uh, uh, with a robot. So I think that, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll come up. 
This is our time, ladies, that we're approaching in the show to talk about the... Up, the... Down... And the... Clown! Uh, and this week's The Up goes to an all-American hero, James Shaw Jr. That's what I'm talking about. A member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, What's a father, a true 29-year-old example of all the black power awesomeness that exists in our society. Teddy, tell us about James Shaw Jr., please, ma'am. If you don't know, we did discuss earlier how there was a shooting at a Waffle House where four... Um, African Americans. African Americans were killed by a terrorist. Yes, by a white terrorist. A terrorist. And James actually is the man that jumped up during this while the man was trying to reload his gun, tackle him to the ground, got the gun away from him. The uh, terrorist ran out, but he stopped other people from dying. Like in the middle of this man reloading, he jumped into action and tackled them and saved countless lives. Not only did he do that, he went to the hospital afterwards because he was injured, left the hospital, created a GoFundMe to raise money for the families. I believe he raised $180,000 that he's going to use to help pay for funeral costs and all of these things. Wonderful man. Wonderful man. Yes, man. And that's exactly going into the down. It's a tragic that this happened last week, but more people know about Meek Mill getting out of jail <laughs> than they know about James Shaw Jr. helping living as a real true life Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also tragic the fact that the gunman who did this 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 horrible act of terrorism. He had his guns confiscated previously when he went to the White House, armed uh, in some ploy with to maybe assassinate President Trump. I don't know why he went with guns. And his father got his guns back, yes. gave those guns to his deranged child, so his deranged child could then go into a Waffle House and kill four innocent African Americans. It is a tragic, sad day uh, in our nation when this happened. This is truly representative of the down. And so that takes us into the clown of the week. Tell us, Kayla, what is this week's The Clown? The Clown is these little girls in prom arriving to their prom in these Barbie boxes that they're creating at their home. It's ridiculous and ugly. So you're saying literally the young ladies are dressing like they're Barbie and they're really coming to prom in an actual box. Yes, so one girl in particular, her dress is terrible, by the way. She should have spent more money on her dress in the box. She showed up in a U-Haul. Movers got out of the car, rearranged her box, stood her up, and she walked out of the box. Into prom. Yes! And so this is something that multiple girls are doing. Yes! That ain't even the worst Terrible. One. It was girl arrived in a casket because oh. she, she said she was killing the game. Dress was basic and ugly as hell. They spent too much kill money shit, on little girl. <laughs> you killed your buddy. You need to stay in that casket because that dress was ugly. She killed her budget and she should have put she more dress in a casket. Because yeah. she killed the game with her dress. You didn't kill shit, but you disappointed everybody around you because you were ugly. So you do, you guys, do you guys remember your prom, your high school, your senior prom? Do you guys remember what you wore? Back I remember in the day, what we couldn't wear in this half of the things that they wear in the day. What? We had all types of rules. And we had to have Thanks, a Thanks, Didi. Yeah. If your, if your um, shoulder, your neck was out, I had, you had nothing to, have on to do with the prom rules. <laughs> you wasn't on that committee? No. Oh, I was a senior. Well, actually, maybe you was an advisor. Maybe for that class, I think maybe I was a. Yeah, I wasn't your class sponsor. I was a sponsor of the class below your class. Oh, two thousand and eleven. No, your two thousand and ten. 
Yeah, she's so yeah I was your class sponsor, yeah, but I was not Tazzy's sponsor. Oh. They were wild. Our hall decorations was lit too that year. That was a good we, we, we Yeah, your cla- class 2010, I would hey, tell you down. Hey. Um, you a goddamn. Oh, you better speak on O nine. You better act what, like what you about know. It? You better act like you know. So, but I'm trying to see what did you wear to prom. Let's pause. This. Let me go pull out the prom. So, what did you guys wear to prom? What was your outfits? I really had on like a, a gold and like bluish dress. It's super cute. I'd wear it today too. I think I sold it though. Today. Mm. It's cute. It still works. Oh, I wore a mermaid burgundy dress, which is ironic because I absolutely hate the color red. But it was the um, halter top mermaid fitted dress. Okay, so, you know, times were different then. Times were different then. We do hope that young people really appreciate what prom represents. And for those who are taking it seriously, dress well, we salute you. But they're not dressing well, that's the problem. Some are. They're just not going viral. The classy young ladies who dress in prom, it's not going viral. It's the ones who come in a Barbie suit or maybe an unfortunate casket. (laughs) They're the ones who are getting (laughs) the viral attention. Somebody that we are happy to see get some attention is our, this week's The Best of Us, and it goes to... Ashley Lamoth. She is one of the youngest, well, actually the youngest owner-operator of Chick-fil-A. She opened her first Chick-fil-A back in 2011 when she was 26 years old, and recently she just opened her second one in Los Angeles at the age of 33. She is a black woman doing the damn thing. She's a graduate of Spelman. Yes, a Spelman graduate as well. Like, she's five, and it's amazing and beautiful. So we are very proud of Ash the Moth and what she represents. What a great show to book in with the with our up being James Shaw Jr. and then our best of us being Ash the Moth. Two amazing young African Americans doing great things. Um great things. Uh, you know, before we go into our products that we love, I think it's a great time. Also, one topic that we kind of didn't talk about that I think is very important to discuss is uh, every, voting for, uh, rooting for everybody Black's very own Issa Rae. So, Issa Rae has caused a little bit of controversy this week, so tell us about it. What did Issa do? So, basically, um, an excerpt from Issa's book hit the timeline and this was the part that was highlighted where it says... <clears throat> This is why I propose that black women and Asian men join forces in love, marriage, and procreation. Educated black women, what better intellectual match for you than an Asian man? And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Filipinos. They're like the blacks of Asians. I'm talking Chinese, Vietnamese, (laughs) Japanese, etc. According to a 2010 census, Koreans are more inclined to marry black than any other Asian group. So black women after college, maybe it's a good idea to settle in Los Angeles or anywhere else where Koreatown is a hot spot. What do y'all think of that? Yeah, what do you ladies think of it? I personally don't think anything was wrong with it. I think that she was just making a point to say... Every nationality has their person that isn't getting as much love as the other person. Well, every that you should be open to love wherever you find it, regardless of the nationality, and that maybe by only narrowing and looking at specific races that you're missing out on good opportunities. Listen, the timeline, black men on the timeline talking about canceling Issa Rae and all this. Listen, this is what I tweeted. I'm not canceling Issa Rae, mm-hmm. and I'm not dating Asian men. Mm-mm. Simple. 
That's it. That's what, what Tazzy just said sums up my whole mood. But why, why, why wouldn't you date Tazzy an Asian man? I hope that an Asian man comes and knocks you off your feet. Uh, it's, not, I'm not, it's like I don't, I don't have that attraction to... I'm really one of them super pro black love type of people. I have no issue with other races. If another man from another race comes and knocks me off my feet, cool. But I'm one of those people... I'm not, I'm not trying to date into a family that... Possibly your mama, your daddy, your grandparents are gonna be racist towards mm. me. Mm-mm. Like I don't want any parts of having to. You may date overcome a black that. man whose family could be racist against you as well. Then I don't want to date that black man. They may man. say that you're too dark. That then you're I too don't want to date that black. It does not matter. Black people can. You gotta. You got somebody in your family that's gonna be racist towards me. I don't want to be a part of that family. I'm not trying to fit in or beg anybody to accept me. <laughs> I want to date and marry somebody whose family is inclusive as hell. So if I feel like your family has a potential to be racist or some shit doesn't happen where it makes it seem like they could be racist towards me, I'm out. It's so crazy that Sadie says that because those are my exact sentiments. It's like I don't discriminate, but I'm going to pop off if your family looks at Like if we get to an argument, you're going to say your mama, then when the next time I come to the house, she's saying something slick, I'm going to curse her out. So You will curse out someone's mom. Yeah. You know, on, on a Sunday night. night. Yes, I will. You know, I have uh, boycotted... As you know, I boycott Starbucks. Yes. And I boycott H&M. Yes. Um, going to also now have We're to... We're boycotting Waffle House gonna as well. Also going to have to boycott... I was just about to say, oh, Tazzy, I that now I have to boycott Waffle House. But I've been boycotting the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And now... And also, again, shout out to my new favorite housewife, Candace Dillard. Having to watch... I did watch their 10-year anniversary. And there were some episodes where Mama Joyce and some of the clips were extremely rude and difficult with Todd. And he handled it very gracefully in a lot of class. You're saying, Kayla, you wouldn't do the same thing? Um, I think Todd is a very, very strong individual. And he's also a man. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. Even Carmen. Like, when Mama Joyce was attacking Carmen. Yeah, I and think And Candy told Carmen to leave. And like, this is my mama. You don't, don't say that to her. Leave. It's sad because I think that, and I don't want to sound disrespectful because I absolutely love my mom, but I do feel like as an adult, you have to act as such no matter what your title is. Um, So if my mom is acting in a disrespectful manner, I'm very much so what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I don't really care who you are and I mean that in a respectful way. But if I feel like my mom is acting out of hand and she's causing things to happen, such as Mama Joy's, I'm going to pull my mother inside and be like, Mom, that's not okay. That's not cool. Like, chill out in a respectful way, obviously. But your mom shouldn't be acting like Mama Joy. She's an example of absolutely what not to act like. So I feel like I say that I would cuss out the mother in a way because I'm going to treat you how you're treating me. If you're acting like my parent, you're not acting like an elder, you're not handling things accordingly, then I'm going to address you as a peer because I feel like when it comes to racial issues or something like that that's something that's out of my control that's just you being plain ignorant so i'm going to handle you accordingly okay so just for the record all my ex's mothers love me so that's never been a problem but that's what you think girl my city calls for my ex's mamas in high school tried it why do you still talk to your ex's mamas or care if they like you or not i don't care if they do or don't but just you bragging like you but just remember nobody gonna be better than elegant that's okay. A, let that go. So, ele- the, the, and that's a great way of ending with the CEO of Elegance. A series of great events coming up. We will definitely be posting those on the podcast Instagram. If you don't follow us, please do so. 
3 plus 1 the podcast Instagram with that being said thank you so much thank you thank you guys I absolutely love y'all thank you for having me again talk to you guys next week